Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my co-host Nostradamus. Or sorry, Mostradamus. Fuck. <laughs> uh, hey. <laughs> so we're gonna be spitting all these future takes coming into the season. Yeah, that that's us. We're, fort- <laughs> we're fortune tellers this week. With, with are, are you Mostradamus and I'm Mostradamus? I guess. Yeah. Mostradamus. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> He's a muscle wizard. That was always Muscle my favorite term fit. for right. <laughs> my my favorite term for uh, anytime you're playing a game and you get you choose like the brawler character in some kind <laughs> of fan- fantasy world. That's a muscle wizard. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's always like I don't know a paladin or a monk or some other nerdy thing. But where's the yeah. love for the muscle wizard? Yeah, I feel like monk is sort of muscle wizard. A lot of times, they're especially. I feel like monk might be more muscle wizard because like. In They're most like holy games, mu- muscle wizards. Yeah, but like they usually like kick and punch. Like a lot of times, like your your brawler warrior will have like some sort of axe, and like you know you need muscle for that, but you also have like blade, like right. I guess blade wizard, blade but, wizard. Yeah, mo- mo- I would say that like yeah, at least in the terms of like D and D, monks are just like punch kick shit. But muscle wizard, Derek Henry's a muscle wizard, by the way. Yeah, for sure. And a muscle train, the magical muscle train ride. <laughs> That sounds like something at Disney almost, but like Buff Disney. It's just a giant roller coaster. It's got that Derrick Henry face on it with his eyes bulging, his, <laughs> his teeth up. <laughs> That's every like at the front of every like train of cars. It's like Derrick <laughs> Henry Joe, like, with the bulging eyes. <laughs> yeah, and like the the strap across you is like a chin strap. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it is not a safe ride. It is yeah, and not then, like, safe. Do not ride this. <laughs> the uh the drop like when you when you go to the drop like you see derrick henry's like arm come out like a stiff arm and then the drop hits and that's when you dodge you have to dodge the stiff arm yeah you have you have to duck if you don't duck you will die <laughs> <laughs> do not ride this good old derrick henry the muscle train man but uh so today's episode is our season-long uh like predictions you know the records and outlooks for each team um, there are a few spots where we're pretty different from consensus. A couple where we're, we disagree, but for the most part, we are fairly in line by like a game on most of these teams. Um, yeah, we're pretty close. Yeah, we'll do uh, we'll do our week one preview and breakdown later in the week, um, just to avoid any scenarios where oh, we talk about this thing and oh wait, he's out with COVID. So <laughs> want to make sure we have as much news as possible before we record. Exactly. So we're gonna hold off on those for just for just a little bit. Mm-hmm. But we guess we can start uh, with the AFC North. Um, we've got the Ravens up top. Um, you've got thirteen. I've got fourteen wins. But overall, uh, pretty good, even without Dobbins. Yeah, I'm not too concerned about the Ravens this year. This is kind of the make or break year for Greg Roman. Um, he needs to really show that he knows how to develop an offensive scheme. If he doesn't, then they're probably not going to be as good but i have i have a little faith that they'll figure it out yeah they they were good before they got dobbins last year with uh ingram and gus and they still have gus so i expect them to you know keep the running game going um latavius murray just got cut so i like i did see they signed lev but i don't know i expect them to also probably work out latavius murray because they also lost justice hill and uh along with dobbins so couldn't uh, couldn't hurt to have uh, another guy, but yeah, they should get Latavius. 
Yeah, because right now, like, Tyson is the presumed number two, and I, I honestly think Bell is behind Tyson, probably. Did they sign him? Yeah, like, they just did, like, Ugh. within the Oof. hour. No, I would. I think he is, too. I mean, yeah. he, he's kind of, I don't know. Yeah, they signed him to the practice squad for now on Bell, but TBD on if he comes up to the roster or if they go get Latavius or what. But, yeah, I, I don't think the... Um, as long as they have, like, you know, good running backs, I don't think it's a huge... I mean, Dobbins... Losing Dobbins hurts, but I don't think it's going to, like, make or break this team. Um, my main thing is just them getting healthy at receiver, um, hoping that, like, Hollywood stays fine, because I think he's back, everything. Um, waiting for Bateman to get healthy, all that jazz. Is Sammy Watkins healthy right now? I think so. I think he is, is actually team. healthy. So, you know what, maybe he, like, will coincide well with some of the other guys coming back when uh-huh. he inevitably <laughs> takes time off. Mm-hmm. I did love their draft. I thought they had a really good draft. Yeah. Um, they added good pieces. Their defense looks really good. I like that they got Ben Cleveland. I mean, his name is his last name is Cleveland. <laughs> like, he's going to be a good guard, let's be yeah. honest here. It's, a, it's um, like Dallas Goddard going to the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like He's going to be good. We do have... I mean, we both like Bateman a lot. We just need him to heal. Yeah, he's... This was one of the fits that we just loved for the draft. Like, pre-draft, it made sense. It happened. But they're uh, they're a good team. They've still got a good defense. Like, they, they should compete for, you know, a Super Bowl again. So, Yeah, I mean, if they... My biggest concern is Greg Roman. I really d- uh-huh. don't put a lot of uh, the problems they've had offensively on Lamar. I no. think, if anything... Greg Roman is the one who's being an idiot and not... I mean, he's basically making this offense he did last year where there's no one going over the top there to spread out the defense. And that's his fault. I don't know if he just doesn't think that Lamar can do that, but he can, and Lamar is good. So I'm waiting on you, Greg Roman. (laughs) Yeah, and that's that's happened at a couple of his stops. Like, I mean, okay, to be fair, he's had different levels of talent but yeah like the, the, the Ravens said last year and we talked about it like Lamar pretty much said he felt like they knew what was coming but I think they'll be able to evolve their their signings and getting Bateman signify that they want to you know evolve this offense a bit so I'm, hope, I'm hoping they do because Harbaugh is a very logical coach <laughs> yeah he is mm-hmm. and very good at what he does yeah so we've got the Ravens as a good team again I don't think a whole lot to discuss further unless you've got anything important on them but i think more more of the same greatness from the ravens yeah probably probably winning the afc north yeah i i've got them definitely winning it for sure (laughs) um i do have you know it it being a very tough division yeah like the so like we don't have the Bengals winning a lot of games but they have a tough schedule because they play the rest of the afc north and Mm -hmm. then um they're also getting um but they also get some of the AFC West, and um, yeah, they, like, and then I think they also get if he was at the NFC West. Like, get dabbling in those divisions is hard. Is that what they get? Both of those? I think so. Oof, yeah, I think so. Or they get, or at least they, they get, get the Rams. Of, yeah, the Baltimore has like the Rams. They may just get like a little bit of it then. Um, yeah, I think they each play like one team from there. But then they get all of the AFC West, and then they get the AFC North. And oh I, oh, I think their extra game, like that seventeenth game, is the AFC West. Is that extra? Maybe. 
Yes, well, so they get the AFC West and the NFC North, and it looks like kind of the division leader of... <laughs> yeah, there's like a there's like a little bit of spread out, but the, the right. two that they get all of are, yeah, AFC West, NFC North. Which, NFC North, or North isn't too bad. Those are some winnable games. No, but... it's just the Packers that's tough. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, their own division is very hard to. But, yeah, moving on. So, um, I guess we'll go to the Browns, because we actually have them above Second, the Steelers. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you've got them 11 and six. I've got them 10 and seven, but I, it's probably playoff or close to playoff, depending on how a couple other games break. So, right. Yeah. So how are you, how are you feeling on the Browns this year? Um, I'm obviously, we love Chubb, but aside from that, <laughs> God, we love Chubb. Mm-hmm. We love Chubb. He's so good. Their offensive line was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely not gotten worse. If anything, it's gotten better. Um, they get a lot of people back on defense. They had a few signings. They didn't have a whole t- like a whole lot of big signings, but they had a few like piece signings, which was nice. You know, getting mm-hmm. I think Josh Johnson from the Rams at safety, drafting uh, what's his name, Grant Delpit. I don't remember if he was last year and he missed all of last year. Yeah, and I now think he'll be that's there. Right. Um, of course, Denzel Ward. They drafted Greg Newsome, so they have him and Greedy as like the two whoever pans out. And of course, Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney. Pretty nasty off the edge there. Yeah. <laughs> um, they should be a pretty competent team. They have a they're good in the trenches. They have a pass rush. Their defense isn't bad. Their linebackers are their worst part, and I really like JOK. Um he'll be a he'll be a, sort of like an outside linebacker. Uh Jeremiah Awosu Koromoa. Koromoa, <laughs> that is. And uh, offensively, they've got a really good run game that runs through a good O-line and some pretty good wide receivers. So there's nothing really to dislike about this team other than part of parts of their defense. I think middle of the field, again, is their weak point on defense, as it was last year. Linebacker. Uh, they don't really have a great D tackle. They're like their their inside game is not great. Yeah, their de- their defense is like a weird kind of like I don't even want to call it like a funnel, but there's like very specific matchups where like certain teams are gonna be able to exploit it, but like I don't think many teams will. Like a team, so like an interesting one would be the Panthers, because the Panthers, if I remember correctly, have good tackles and a bad interior, so that would actually match up well against mm-hmm. the Browns because they have a great pass rush on the outside, but not a great interior. Yeah. Um, so they're going to just match up kind of weird against a lot of teams this year. That's I'm, But I still have them 11 wins. I think originally I had them at 12, and I think I knocked them down one just because I was like, you know, maybe I'm getting too hyped here. But Yeah, I had them at 11 and knocked them down one as well. Like you mentioned, like that's why, that's why I ended up giving the Bengals a split with them, and part of it was like, okay, the Bengals are actually like okay enough at tackle and everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And throwing over the middle. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're, we're excited. Anywhere. Yeah. I think I think we're excited about the Browns. I guess. Yeah, we're, we feel good we're about picking them. them to be a playoff team, more or less. Yeah, one of my main questions is Odell. Like, how does he yeah. come back from his injury? I think that's like the big thing on how far this team can go, and like if they can compete with the Chiefs and Bills. Yeah, they need Odell to be a factor. They really yeah. do. Um, mm-hmm. If Odell is a factor, I think they can beat just about any team. 
Uh huh. Well, Donovan Peoples Jones has looked good, some like in limited last year and like in the preseason this year. So he gives them kind of like the leeway to ease Odell in for a game or two if they need. It's true. Uh, there's been a lot of hype around him yeah, coming out of camp. Yeah, they've not had a legitimate third receiver like this whole time where they've had Odell and Landry. Like they've had Rashad Higgins, Higgins is fine. Yeah. yeah, but if they can upgrade from him. Because, like, they've got Hooper, and then they've got, like, Njoku and Bryant. They've got, like, good tight ends. But, like, if they need to spread it out and go three receiver, like, having that option is super helpful. Like, that's part that's been one of their, I don't want to say downsides, but, like, I guess it's, like, an offensive limitation for if they're playing the Chiefs is, like, okay, if they need to play more catch-up, like, how do they do that? <laughs> yeah. Because that's, that's, like, the this team's not necessarily built to play catch-up a ton. They can, but... They want to keep it close and use Chubba Bunch. And they'll win a lot of games doing that. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm wearing my Wubba Lubba Chub Chub shirt right now. That's the name of my team in uh, one of my leagues because I have Chubb. Nice. I just had to. I needed it. Yeah, Chubb, <laughs> Chubb is on uh, pretty much all my teams. They all have Chubb-related names. Um, my most recent one, I drafted the Dynasty Auction Startup. I have Chubb and Waddle. So it is my Chubb makes her Waddle mm, because, mm. you know, I'm, I like to b12 when i name my teams <laughs> <laughs> love it mm-hmm. i gotta work in multiple names but oh, love a chub, chub. Yeah, speaking of uh chub he'll be going up against the steelers tough defense a couple times this year and it's going to be you know a tough decision on what his outlook is but how do you think the steelers fare against the run on defense in general and on uh, the other side of the ball well so the steelers are that uh team that they even when you think they're going to be bad they're not yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, so Steelers O line stinks. It's bad. Yes. It's bad. It's really bad. It is really, really, really bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. I Fair. had them as the worst uh, offensive line in the league. That has been supplanted by another team that we'll get to later. <laughs> but they are easily the bottom two offensive lines in the league, uh-huh. and it's not close. It's like their offensive line stinks on ice. And. That's not good in this division, unfortunately. That's oh, really yeah. bad, especially when you have an immobile quarterback. Um, however, you and I have both alluded to the fact that we think Roethlisberger is going to come back pretty strong. Now, he might get sacked a lot, <laughs> but I think you're going to see a very different offensive game plan from the Steelers this year. I think you're going to see a lot of quick looks with Roethlisberger to Deontay and Najee Harris. I think you're going to see Juju blocking a shit ton because he's really mm-hmm. good at that. And then when he's not, he's catching short ones. And you have to, you know, remember Chase Claypool, he can take things off the top as long as he can get to the top in time before they get to Ben. Uh, so we both think Roethlisberger is basically going to throw the most passes this year. Yeah. <laughs> what One of the bold predictions from our last episode was... Yeah, I think Roethlisberger leads the league in attempts. And he's done that before. He's been at the top near the league a lot of his years. That's kind of been their MO, even like with Lev Bell. Like, again, they have a pass-catching running back. So, like, with the Steelers, I think it'll be, like, sort of straightforward, like, a lot of weeks on who's going to do well. Like, when you like, okay, when they're against a good pass rush, Najee and then, you know, Maybe some maybe some juju if they're gonna have to like if they're going against a weak run D like okay maybe like they have juju block like right. a lot and then Najee gets like everything if they you know are facing a weak pass rush that's Claypool time like yeah. if, if 
any week that Roethlisberger is going to have some time is Claypool time. Um, I think Deontay is probably going to be like an every week start. Um, yeah, definitely in a PPR format too. Yeah, I think we're both pretty high on Deontay Johnson this year, like assuming he can like stay healthy. Because that's been his thing. Like he's, well, obviously the drops and then two, <laughs> the health. Like if he stays healthy, he gets a buttload of targets every time he's healthy. True. And so. yeah, Roethlisberger clearly loves him. Yeah, he's kind of the the A B role, I'll say, just because like Claypool fits the, I guess like the Mike Wall, and I don't say the Mike Wallace role, but like you know like Roethlisberger's had like different types of guys his whole career. We've seen them all use certain ways, like A B, like if we comp like A B to like how he used, or how he uses Deontay Johnson, like Juju comp like Heinz Ward, I guess, mm-hmm. and then Deontay Johnson would, or sorry, like uh, Claypool would comp, I guess, to like. Wallace or maybe Santonio Holmes or something like that. Actually, Holmes is a lot smaller, maybe not that, but Mike Wallace probably in terms of like how we've seen Ben use different types of receivers, and he can he's worked well with them all. So yeah, and he has a good mix of different ones. Juju's great at blocking. Chase Claypool is huge. Dante <laughs> Johnson's really fast. Yeah, Claypool can, can block well routes. too. Yeah, he can. So I, this team's versatile, but like so that they're going to be able to work around what their O-line's capable of game to game, and that's going to kind of be like the signal for who to play. Yep. Which is, it's nice because it actually makes it pretty easy to predict for, they're a nice daily fantasy mm-hmm. team to go for because A, Roethlisberger is probably going to be one of the most undervalued daily fantasy picks in fa- yeah. for any kind of drafting format this year with, you know, daily lineups. He, I mean, this guy's going to throw at least 40 times almost every game. Yeah, like the Bills, we, like we'll get to our preview next episode. But like the Bills, like it's gonna start with the Bills, I think. So <laughs> yeah, and it does, and it doesn't really matter who he's playing against, unless it's like the Buccaneers that have just a you know smothering defense. It really won't matter a whole lot. Yeah, like going going through their game by games, there were a couple um, that were a little tough. Um, like at, like Cleveland's gonna give them a tough run because Cleveland could really like give him some issues on the outside there um looking through like like the chargers might give him some problems um right but then even i'd say even the browns you can sit there and say well they're not great over the middle of the field they do have a pass rush but maybe they let the rusher get right past ebron and just do a quick to ebron quick or fryer move whoever it is yeah they've got enough like guys who are good yakkers that they can make it work um, but as far as our record goes, we both got them at 10 and 7. Um, my original pass had them at 8, and then my second pass, I had them at 10. Um, I think so mine I knew, did too, actually. Mine was yeah. originally lower. Yeah, so like, I think that kind of signifies like a little bit of unsureness on our expectation, but we know that the, the Steelers in this iteration and Tomlin have usually overperformed what the general expectation is. So. Yep. And then I think really quickly, defensively, I mean, they are stacked oh. on defense. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. That's it's a shitty gross. matchup every time, pretty much. Yeah. They're, I think there will be games where um, they can be had because um, they play very aggressively. like, And so if you catch them, I, I think Jalen's a great example week one. Right. Like Jalen, Mahomes, basically mobile with big arm. That's kind of when you can catch the Steelers lacking a bit because – I think every year there's, like, a couple plays where you see the Steelers and you're like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, where was their assignment? Like, that how ha- like, you, like, you're laughing because, it, yeah, it happens every year. The Steelers, like, a couple games, they just blow an assignment. And a lot yep. of, it's usually on, like, a broken play. 
Yep. And like I say, bro- broken on like yeah, like broken on the, like the end of where like you know they don't cover long enough. Quarterback breaks contain. Boom. And it's over. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes gone. they just and sometimes they just blow a coverage even without that. So. The classic. Yeah, uh, who was the guy I said was gonna stink? And then was it Nate Washington or something? James Washington. No, it was it was someone playing against the oh, Steelers, against the Steelers. Oh. and then they just blown coverage, bomb touchdown. Was that, was that Nate Washington on the Titans? I think it was. Oh my gosh! It was definitely Titans. I think it was Nate Washington. Or I was like, I'm not taking anyone against the Steelers defense, and there it was, blown coverage, Nate yeah, Washington with the bomb. He was on the Titans through 2014, but. I know he's like, and then he's like Houston in 2015. I'm, there's been plenty of times where that's happened. <laughs> I remember watching it at a bar 45. Oh, gosh. Rip. Which means it would have been 2013 or 14, yeah. Yeah. That tracks. <laughs> oh, sadness. Yeah. But um, speaking of sadness, we move to Cincinnati and the <laughs> Bengals. Um, hey. So we love our uh, segues here. Yeah. So the Bengals, they... they Okay, we've both got them at three. Sucks, man. Yeah, we've got them at three and fourteen. They have a really fucking hard schedule. Like that's the bummer. Like I don't think the Bengals are garbage. They just have a really hard schedule. Now there might there are a couple games. Um, like I think they could you know take Detroit, the Jets, and Vegas that I'm not giving them now and win those and be a six win team. Mm-hmm. But six is probably near their ceiling. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Which I. Because look at the end of their schedule. Steelers, Chargers, Niners, Broncos, Ravens, Chiefs, Browns. One, two, three, five, six. That is, to me, seven straight losses. Yeah. So I did not, actually not to give, be an asshole. Like I, yeah, dude, I did I actually give them a Pittsburgh split. And, like, the Pittsburgh and Cleveland games you might have allotted to Detroit and Vegas. But essentially, like, we, we have them not winning many games. It's just a matter of which games they win. Yeah. Like... I have I have Detroit beating them because Detroit runs it will run the shit out of the ball and Cincinnati will probably struggle. <laughs> but um, right. aside from yeah, but the Cincinnati offense will be very fantasy good, and I feel confident about that. Remember my bold take of all of them getting a thousand yards because this team will pass when they're ahead. They'll pass when they're behind, which will be <laughs> you know a lot. They're gonna pass, pass, pass. Yeah, and um, so like Joe Mixon. Like, I guess we could talk about the fantasy outlook for him. He is... There's no Geo there. Chris Evans is there. P. Ryan's there. But, again, this is a team that's not expected to be good. We don't, we don't expect to be good. So, yeah. Yeah. It's tough to really get behind a running back on what we project to be a bad team. <laughs> but we know, the, they, you know they, they will use him as a pass catcher, I think, more so this year. But either way, it's not exciting. But Yeah, their O-line I don't hate. I actually think it's better than a quite a few other teams it's just yeah. still not very it's still not you know good yeah it's like average now which is yeah. a big improvement from usual like that's the thing is they got like because they added like reef they've had a couple guys getting some guys healthy like we've kind of talked about a lot why the sewell pick didn't make as much sense as everyone thought oh my god i i might have to go on another rant about this i swear to god i just watched another video yesterday where another person was like Lol Bengals, they took Sewell, they didn't take Sewell, they took uh, Jamar Chase, they're stupid, want to protect your quarterback. If you're going to friggin' say that, you better do the same thing for the Dolphins. The Dolphins yeah. have, I'm sorry, I'm going to ruin it now, the Dolphins have the worst O-line in the league by <laughs> a lot. Their O-line sucks so hard. 
mm-hmm. and you're going to blast the Bengals for taking a left tackle that everyone agreed was not ready and needed time. Needed time to develop into the left tackle position because he's really young and very talented, but not ready yet. You're going to blast the Bengals for not taking him, but you're not going to blast the Dolphins. Austin Jackson stinks. They drafted him two years ago. He's bad, and he's already hurt, and their left tackle is already a really big liability, even with him there, and he's hurt. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to hear any of that. (laughs) I am so sick of it. And Sewell hasn't looked great in the preseason, and that's not really his fault. Everyone kind of knew this guy can be a 10-year starter, but year one he needs to develop. In fact, the best situation would be for him to come in as a guard and then move out to tackle. Yeah, I think I think Detroit is a good spot for him where there are good linemen around him because Detroit line Detroit's line is good and like there's not expectations there like they'll be doing a lot of running which is easier for the most part than pass blocking so definitely but, every lineman would rather run block than pass block I'm pretty yeah. sure the the Dolphins line is one of the weird ones where I think they pass block better than run block because watching them run block in the preseason was hilariously bad but. I don't. I'm not saying they're good at pass blocking. I'm just saying they're super bad at run blocking. Um, I think their pass blocking is like passable, pun intended. Um, but yeah. So with the Bengals, they said three and fourteen is what we have as their outlook. But again, it's not really an indictment on them as much as you know an endorsement of their opponents. They're still young, developing. Now, I do think we're gonna see here like, oh, Zach Taylor on the hot seat when they're bad again this year. But I think he gets another year and. The whole, because like, okay, if they're bad again next year, then we can have more of a conversation about like, okay, like, is that Taylor the guy? But I think this year is it. They're not really expecting to make a huge push. Yeah, I think a lot of it depends on how they play their games. If they're mm-hmm. losing games and it's clearly just bad and everything is bad, then he he might get fired midseason. Quite frankly, yeah. but. If the offense looks really good, they're losing like one score games, and I feel like there's a lot of that, which is what I'm expecting. I'm which expecting is what we them got to lose, a, right? A ton of one score games where the offense looks good, but the defense is just young mm-hmm. <laughs> and missing pieces. Yeah, because like I- I'm gonna look back through like their schedule last year, like with Burrow, because if I recall, they were just in a bunch of shootouts, right? Pretty much, yeah. He, he was throwing 45 times a game. Yeah, he had like a fucking 70 pass attempt game or some bullshit, right? He had a 60, I think. <laughs> he did have a 60. Yeah, was that was that against the Browns? Oh, goodness. Yeah, um, I'm pulling it up right well, now. Well, I know week one he threw 50 times, right? Wasn't um, that I a guess, thing? So, yeah, he, he threw 36 against the Chargers and then um, 61 times against Cleveland. Because the Chargers game, they lost by three. Cleveland, they lost by five. Uh, Philly, they lost, They tied Philly. That's right. They beat Jacksonville by a score. Obviously, Baltimore crushed them. Indy, one-score game. Cleveland, one-score loss. They beat Tennessee. Got crushed by Pittsburgh, and then obviously Washington. That you know, Burrow got hurt. But mostly yeah. one-score losses, aside from you know divisional opponents crushing them. But like they held their own with Cleveland both games. Yeah, and so. Cleveland. I mean, week two, your second NFL game with no preseason, throwing sixty-one times. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, because like in week seven he threw forty seven times, definitely few, definitely fewer than sixty, but he hit four hundred yards. Like so, yeah. I almost feel like I want to bump him up one more game. Yeah, the, like going through it, I'm like I'll probably end up predicting them for a little more. I think we're we're probably being hard on him. Like I said, I think 
like six is in the range too. Like three and fourteen. Six is in the range. Yeah. yeah, six wins is definitely in the range because that's. I mean, you have the Vikings. Quite frankly, you have yeah. the Jags. Honestly, I guess seven's in the range. I forgot to count the Vikings. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like three to seven, it's a, a big range. We just took the harsh approach on them, I guess, because we're, if we're doing a whole season game by game, it's tough to get, you know, nitty-gritty on every one of them. I'm so going to give them four. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm going to give them four. Yeah, it, feel, it feels a little harsh, because we, we've, we've, we've hyped up the Bengals like, probably more than most this offseason, I think. Um but there, there are four games where I didn't give to them that they could easily win. So right, they're not going to be a playoff team. But the, it's just a matter of how, which one score games do they win. Yeah. So yeah, there's so yeah, there's about seven games we think they realistically can win, and we don't know if they'll win all seven of them. But they do have, they have a nice, you know, they can win a few games here. Mm-hmm. Their offense yeah, is good. Hard, hard schedule for sure. 